about sex, Jamie. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about sex, Jamie. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about sex. Hey guys, you're listening to Let's Talk About Sex, Jamie. I hope everyone's staying safe and all that stuff. Um, this week, I've got the amazing Jaylene on from Femforth, um, talking about casual relationship labels. I had a lot of fun talking to her. Um, it was my first remote recording, so yeah, please uh, forgive any weird technological issues, but I think it came out all right. Um, and uh, yeah, definitely check out her YouTube channel. I'll put a link in the description. She's got a lot of videos talking about sex positivity and kink and all that stuff. She's awesome. And I'm also talking to my friend Clemente about being part of the LGBTQ plus community in the US military. I was a bit surprised by um, his kind of experience of that. Um, so I really wanted to chat to him about it. And yeah, let me know what you think. Hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff let us know what you think of the episode if you like it please uh share it around tell a friend about the podcast we really need all the uh recommendations we can get um if you don't like it then just stay quiet i suppose don't tell anyone just don't listen anymore anyway hope you enjoy it see you soon love you bye what are you afraid of Hey, Jaylene. Hey, Jamie. Um, so you are a love and sex coach, which was a job title that I didn't know existed. Yes, until I met you. I am. Yeah, one of the very, few, one of the very few in the world. You know, <laughs> rare yeah. causes. What does it mean? <laughs> um, so what it means is basically I provide more of a solution focused uh, with either individuals or couples or even triads on having to help improve their sex life and their love life. So even if you're in a relationship or whether you are just trying to find a partner or help empower yourself in your sexuality, I help you with that and try and gain more awareness with education and the works. Nice. Yeah. Cool. So what kind of things do like your clients come to you with then? Yeah, what, what for kind sure. of issues do they show up had with? Many different situations. I've had couples come to me when they want to try and open up more uh, of their sex sex life. So if they want to try a little bit more of the kinky stuff, because I'm kink friendly is what I advertise myself as. So how to kind of bring up that discussion with each other, how to open up your relationship to a more polyamorous one, uh, how to have that discussion with your partner. I've discussed that. And even uh, I've had like single people come to me and just be like, hey, I actually have no idea how to go up to a person to even flirt. What do I do? So it's kind of a huge scale of what we provide for each other. I can provide for people. Yeah. So, so what did you, what did you want to talk about today then? Yeah, I wanted to talk about the idea of casual relationships. I thought that would be a really cool topic. Um, cause that is a big category. It's a big category, right? So, um, what I wanted to talk about mostly about was the defining of casual relationships because, because we define it as casual, we have this kind of almost fear or, um, a little bit of inhibition to talk about it with your casual relationship partner. So it's like, how do we bring up that discussion 
without making it seem like it is turning into an actual serious relationship, apart from, you know, uh, we define as casual. And how do we even, yeah. do we even need to bring up these sort of labels or need to define a casual relationship? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I felt like from the very start, I think it's even when I was younger, there was kind of almost a confusion from my own aspect of what I thought was a casual relationship or what we even define as a casual relationship. Because for me, we have all these different sort of types. We have friends with benefits. We have also like the open relationship in a sense. We also have the ones that are kind of just dating, but they're casually dating. So how do we kind of, how do we define each one and what is the difference between each one is huge. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's like, there's a lot of gray area involved in this, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, even you just saying, like, friends with benefits and then open relationship, I'm like, oh, there's a lot of crossover there. Like, there must, there's a Venn diagram here somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> there's a Venn diagram that exists. Yeah, exactly. I feel like there's, like, a Venn diagram of five different circles just all entwining with this yeah. one thing. Uh, yeah. But I feel like in the mainstay of things, it's, uh, we kind of see it as almost a progression of relationships. We see it a lot on a scale of, you know, here first we're probably just friends with benefits. And then we go into, you know, we're possibly casually dating. We have crushes on each other. Uh, and then it can turn into, you know, we're an open relationship. We don't define as being together, but we are kind of really serious about each other, but we enjoy other people as well. Yeah. But even even there as well, like you you kind of explaining the labels, I'm already disagreeing with some stuff, which I think yeah. just shows you like how how open, like how kind of I don't know malleable these things are. Like you said about um, you said being in an open relationship, people don't define themselves as being together. I was in an open relationship, and we were very much like a couple, like we were very together, For but sure. it was open. So yeah, again, it's just like it's really awkward because it's every situation is so different, and like once you slap a label on it it kind of it's it could for some people it could be quite scary or quite you know weird like what's the word it kind of like daunting. it feels like you've sort of settled on something daunting yeah, yeah. it feels like you've settled on something and like um everything else is off the table <laughs> because no we we signed the contract we signed the contract saying that we're in an open relationship and that is that we put it on, we signed it off, and now we're just we're stuck <laughs> with each other. Yeah, yeah, basically. And that's the thing about whether or not... That's why I want to also talk about whether or not we even need to define these relationships because we see it as... Like I said, we see it on a scale, but it's a slippery slope to the scale of being part of a relationship. No matter what, we're in a relationship. In a sense, it depends on how casual it is. Like, the only thing we can define as... It is is casual, but in the end of it all, there's not really much of a, a black and white situation of what's casual and what's serious. Yeah. It can come into. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So even when we talk about, you know, if I am being with someone and we started hooking up for a while now and maybe I feel like I'm happy where I am, but I have a little bit of a uh, worry about where we're standing or something. And I feel like that's a constant thing that we have, especially in today's hookup culture of where are we standing? Because we don't want to talk about anything anymore in that sort of aspect, <laughs> you know? 
I've never heard it called a hookup culture before. Hookup culture, yeah. It's the younger That's generation the thing, yeah. with Tinder, everything. Yeah. Damn kids! <laughs> fucking around, <laughs> fucking sleeping with each other all the time. Doing it all. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I never think about that. Like, I guess <laughs> you got like the Elizabethan era, yeah. the, <laughs> the t- you know, Jurassic era, and now you're in the Tinder hookup era. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I guess that's a good point. Like you know, with with things like with things like the Tinder and the Bumble, uh, all these kids these days are like yeah, sleeping around a lot more, and, and like the their options are a lot more open. And I guess you know, there's there's more to kind of there's more on offer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm 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 preaching to the choir here. Anyone listening to a sex podcast is probably pretty aware that people <laughs> have sex quite a lot, and they're very open. So I'm I'm literally wasting everyone's time. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, that is interesting because I guess it, it, it brings us to the forefront a bit more now. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that I used to definitely think that kind of people that were looking for like polyamorous setups or open relationships, they were they were very much like uh, they were sort of a bit of a niche and like they were looking for mm-hmm. that thing. But I think the more like as we go on and like as younger people are getting into dating apps and like a culture of dating apps, then um, open relationships and like sleep, you know not settling down into monogamy too early and too much is definitely becoming more normal. Yes, um, for sure. It definitely feels like almost the what the step before a serious relationship, I'm saying that in air quotations, is the casual yeah. relationship in air quotations. You know, it's just a stepping stone towards it all. Whether or not we even define it as we're in that period and we slip into immediately dating, there's always that one fine uh, gray area that we always dip our toes in. Mm. that is interesting like that you kind of see it as a step up yeah because like i don't know in my own experience like i've had a lot of monogamous relationships like a lot like like way too many (laughs) (laughs) and i've had i've had one open relationship um and the open relationship was like the one that i learned everything from and the one that i grew up the most grew, grew up the most from English, the, yeah. The one I, I, I learned a lot about like relationships and just general like human contact in that one. So it's interesting that kind of, and that could have been considered like more of a casual relationship. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. It's interesting terminology that we use. I think I think uh, it's not even that we need. I like, and when I say it's like it's a stepping stone in, I don't say mean it's a stepping stone into a serious relationship. I just say if you probably are in a serious relationship now, you probably use one of those stepping stones to get there in the first place. Yeah. 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 Like I think you can definitely have a friends with benefits relationship and stay in that period for well over. In my own experience, I've had a friends with benefits relationship and it lasted over a year and a half super healthy Mm. and we loved the idea of how we were with each other in that moment it wasn't we supported each other as friends but we also just thought each other was super sexy and we also wanted to have that moment together as well so it's kind of knowing which way uh both of you are at in the level of what you guys are wanting from the other person yeah yeah, definitely. I think a, a big aspect of it as well is like, we won't talk about this for too long because I think you could go down a big rabbit hole with this, but like, yeah. it's kind of society's view on what you're doing. So, like, yeah, I mean, I know I've had like friends with benefit situations before, and, you know, I've then introduced them to my group of friends, mm-hmm. and it's kind of been harder for them to accept the situation because they think, like, oh, that's going to end in tears. Yeah. Oh, that's going to, you know, someone's going to get hurt. 
or someone's going to get feels and it's all going to get ruined. And it's like, sometimes people can just maintain, mm-hmm. you know, ongoing casual relationship and that's cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, thought, I think that telling like friends about it and just other people's reactions to it have a big kind of bearing on how comfortable we are with this stuff. For sure, definitely. In terms of like if we have a friend that benefits or more of a casual dating or yeah, definitely. I feel like yeah. it really depends too, like whether you want to bring it up and try and clarify it. I always say for me, communication is always the best. So I always try and clarify after a couple times we're together, just like, hey, is this the baseline of where we're at? Do we want to keep going this way? Cool. If do you want to take it a step up? That's fine. I'm probably not going to be there, so maybe this is not going to work out in that sort of term. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's the hardest part. Is yeah, actually communicating it and communicating. I've it definitely also. been in situations where people people are like, uh, you know, I'm okay with this. Like, this is great. This is great. We can just keep like fucking, and you know, nothing can come of it, and that's great. And I'm like, cool. Yeah, me too. And then they're like you know, a month down the line and they go fucking crazy because they've been hiding all these feelings and suppressing all these thoughts that they've not really spoken about. And it's like, now it's all messy and it's shit. But I've lost like, I've lost people that I consider really good friends because of that. Because I'm not, because I'm not communicating properly. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. And that's the thing. It's like a lot of people don't put as much importance, I think, into those sort of casual relationships in terms instead of the serious ones because we do think it is casual. Like we shouldn't really be like, do we really need to be communicating? But yes, it's still a relationship. It's still a connection. If you want to continue having it, it's something that's important to you. Then having that communication and taking that scary step of actually being like, hey, this is what I want is what you want as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it takes practice as well. Like I, I'm, I'm sort of, see so the stutter there shows you how hard this shit is i was about to say i'm in a casual friends of benefits relationship right now and the stutter shows you that I, even i am like uh how do i how do i word this is it, is it? yeah and i've got a fucking i've got a fucking sex podcast i should be able to say this shit like that i'm not even thinking about it. it anyway i yeah i'm currently in like a, in a friends of benefits situation and one that's gone completely right and we did all the things that we've just you and i have just talked about like yeah. um you know over communication talking about our feelings, like talking about what we want, our expectations and all that stuff. And it's fucking great yeah. because neither of us want a relationship, but we love each other a lot and we like having sex and it's fucking great. And we love hanging out with each other, mm-hmm. but there's no fear of like, Oh, what if like someone gets like feels and then we, and then we argue and you know, whatever. Yeah. There's none of that because we're just open and we talk about our feelings like on a weekly basis. Yeah. And that is the first time I've probably got that completely right <laughs> i know it, happens, but, it, ha- it takes a while before you get the friends with benefits situation correct i think yeah or what works yeah best you need for to get it both. right it's yeah. yeah exactly but again it all comes down to communication i'm so bored of saying this i say this <laughs> every recording for this fucking podcast i'm like it just helps if you communicate everybody should just talk about their feelings more that's the just fucking answer in this, in this scenario yeah and so the question that we were asking was like what was the question i've got it written in front of me yeah do we even need labels? Do we even need labels need for this labels. thing? Yeah. Um, so that's the biggest thing I feel is, do we really need the labels of front benefits? Are we casually yeah. dating? Because like you said before, you're like, it kind of can all bleed into one another. So that's where it can get really def- confusing, especially when you're telling other people 
oh yeah, I'm casually dating this person. Their subjective idea of what that means is could be completely different from what you have with that person. So yeah. I always kind of think of, instead of trying to say during these talks and these communications, what is what do we define ourselves as? Because I think that's a really huge thing that we have in our culture today is the definition of things. Uh, yeah. But what do you put on Facebook? Yeah. What do you when do we Facebook? become Facebook official fuck buddies? <laughs> do you need to change it to it's complicated? I'm not quite sure. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. Uh, but sorry, what? I was, I was laughing. laughing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> never mind. Um, I was laughing at your jokes. Communicating, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But then uh, one thing, though, I realize is what we need to start doing and what we need to start stripping away is the idea of these labels, but more just talking about the boundaries aspect. Because I think that's mm. what a lot of people try and get at when they're actually saying, are we friends with benefits? Are we in an open relationship? Where, like, where do we actually stand in terms of how farther these things go? Yeah, that's really interesting, actually. That's a good point. I think people resort to labels as, like, it's, I guess it's, it's safety. Because if, if you're, like, friends with benefits, then you can look that up in the dictionary. Justin Timberlake did a film about it. You can do some research. Like, uh, you can figure out what that means. And, like, that's, and the label gives you, like, a preset load of boundaries. But, yeah, like you say, those, everyone's boundaries are different. So yeah, yeah, that's a good that's a good point. I think yeah. the label feels safe, but like what's actually safe is just laying the shit down and being like, you know, this is what I want. For sure, because I've had definitely times where I've been with people who are like super casual friends with benefits relationship, but also I realize, hey, like I know we talk about other girls, other guys, and I love doing that, mm. but maybe I don't really want to talk about that anytime like if we're in bed cuddling together after like a really lovely sex period i'm probably not going to be wanting to talk about other people <laughs> a really lovely you know? sex period <laughs> that's the thing I, <laughs> so it's like what that was a lovely spot of sex that was a lovely <laughs> spot of sex <laughs> in my day um so yeah it's kind of more what are you what do you actually feel comfortable with in terms of your own self and what do you feel you might be overextending yourself with and what do you feel like you might be, uh, if any boundaries are being crossed in that relationship, what are they? Yeah. Yeah. And I also think it's completely valid to have, and I think that's the biggest thing too, is when we write things off as friends with benefits or um, just like very casually dating, we kind of, kind of let go of our responsibility a bit, I think, when we are saying that it is just friends with benefits, etc. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. Again, like I'm just so I'm just so like weirded out by now you've got that idea of like labels being this like preset rule set in my head. I just get I just think yeah. it's like I don't know. I'm not I'm not confident that like the labels are being used for the right reasons or like not maybe not for the right reasons. That's a bit harsh, but like I think people are hiding behind them a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like we have to we get to discuss all of our boundaries, but it's kind of like in this one little package present of this one word. Yeah. And it's like, do you take it? Do you accept it? Or do you not? Yeah. Well, yeah. And that's, and I think that's because it makes it easier to like present the package to other people <laughs> of like, we signed off on this package. It says friends with benefits on it. So that's what we are. Understand that. Cause I think like explaining the, cause like getting these situations feeling right in the first place is hard enough. Explaining that to shit to your friends and letting them like accept it and be cool with it is a whole <laughs> other like problem. 
So I think like the little box that you have with like your situation in, I think, yeah, it's easier when it's like, when Justin Timberlake and Mina Kunis have made a film about it, it's yeah. a lot easier to sell to your friends. It's a lot easier to show to your friends. Yeah. This is what friends have yeah. benefited. Although then it's not because didn't that film end, didn't that film end in them like falling in love and like, it, yeah, it was all and shit. That's a problem. Fucking yeah. So <laughs> oh, shit. my phone just launched. <laughs> yeah. See, like it's, uh, okay. <laughs> We need to make we need to make a modern film with friends we of benefits. We're not even friends of benefits. We need a film about friends of benefits, Jamie. Is yeah, we'll make, yeah we'll make a short film about about an open relationship. <laughs> it's called We Fuck <laughs> Sometimes, and that's cool. And that's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> no problem about <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah, I just yeah, especially yeah. with that, I think it is that whole box factor. Like we present it to someone. Yeah. And obviously, we probably presented a lot. I don't know about other people but i presented that present to other people and multiple times so it is obviously way easier to say hey this is friends of benefits do you want it or not but also the thing is Mm. have they i do have like fine print of what my own specific boundaries are in terms of that relationship so am i actually letting them read the fine print as well or am i just kind of giving it to them and like saying hey open it that's the thing yeah that's the thing because like I, I, the situation that I'm in now is like I'm super happy with where we're at, and yeah. it's it's basically I guess it, I guess it's friends with benefits. Like I guess that would be the thing you would call it. Yeah. But like yeah, trying to trying to explain that to people, like you say, is like, oh, do I tell them all the little bits? Like because you know, yeah, we're friends with benefits, but we're also in love. If you tell yeah. that to people, they're just like, oh, that's gonna be trouble. That's not good. And it's like, oh fuck, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes labels help. Sometimes it's, I don't know. I don't know. So to answer the question, do we need labels? I'm gonna say, uh, then nah. sometimes you know, they just tell them what you need and what you want, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, communicate, communicate, communicate. Yeah. I think we should just like make a universal like agreement to just say we're fucking and that's it. it we're ends fucking there. and that's it. Yeah. Our genitals touch sometimes and that's okay. That's that's the label. Cool. Labels done. Next. Labels done. That boy's gonna get in trouble someday. Honestly, darling, I love you, and nothing will change you. I love you. Hey, Clemente. Hey, Jamie. How you doing? Good. You alright? Yeah. Um, so, I want to talk to you because um, I think, well, A, I think you're super interesting. <laughs> <laughs> B, you've got an awesome Pokemon tattoo, which is always a good reason to talk to someone. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think um, maybe you should sort of fill us in quickly on your situation and like your where you work and all that, because I thought it was pretty interesting. So, I'm what's called a F-15 mechanic. It's a fighter jet mm. for the Air Force. Like a real fighter jet? Yeah. Like a real F-15, you hear that in films. That's yeah. <laughs> they exist. That's one of those, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, to me it's nothing crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Not anymore. But, uh, You've yeah. been it for a few years now, right? Fixing yeah. US Air Force yeah. fighter jets. I've been in six years, six years? A little mm. bit over six years. And, yeah. Yeah. Same old thing. <laughs> just fix plane just fix it yeah they break it we fix it <laughs> pretty simple um yeah so your um, what's your experience in the military been like uh it hasn't been bad mm. from what i've heard it's obviously progressed from the olden days yeah where they you know 
it was more of a necessity rather than like something you can volunteer for. The, as in being in the army company. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think one thing that's interesting is so you're pansexual. Mm-hmm. I think the stereotype that I definitely have in my mind is that the any army is quite, you know, against that kind of stuff. You'd think they'd be like quite homophobic, quite, you know, transphobic kind of stuff. But you one one thing you said was you don't think that's the case. Uh Yes and no. I guess in the overall picture, it's still not taboo per se, but it's still one of those things that like, if you like, people prefer not to talk about it. Mm. But like when I was in Japan, I met uh, a couple women that were married to other women. Mm. Nobody bats an eye. Okay. And it's usually in the military. Yeah. Okay. So you know, work side by side with them. Yeah. Our. our job really builds that kind of like camaraderie mm. where nobody really cares what you do okay as long as you know like watch each other's back yeah that's, yeah that's all that's all we really need to do yeah you know huh. so, yeah that's interesting so you, you were saying that there's there's quite a lot of that yeah that you've seen right in the military yeah i've yeah. actually like in my 40 years in japan i've seen a lot of lesbian couples mm. um one of my buddies here He's gay, openly gay. Mm. Like everybody in the shop knows. Mm. And obviously, we have a back and forth banter. You know? mm. We go at each other, but yeah. it's never anything malicious. Mm. So, okay. I mean, it's one of those things that some people are, are like, I wouldn't do that. But that's fair. You know? Yeah. Everybody's different. Mm. But Okay. Do you think that's because you're in a kind of engineering environment rather than kind of. Like professional, know. yeah, yeah, not professional. <laughs> like, yeah, you're like an amateur engineer right, rather than like in an office. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I could see th- just the way we talk in general. Like every other word, it's a swear word. Yeah. So we have too much, too much shit going on mm. to worry about who you like, what mm. you like, how you like it. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's really interesting. I think it goes against the kind of stereotype that people have in mind for military yeah. personnel you know you think they're kind of yeah you, you basically think they're a bunch of homophobes like and, and against that, that's how it used to be like, yeah um, a lot I think right before I came in they had a rule that was basically don't ask don't tell really so what they used to do is because before that it was basically like illegal and obviously as the times progressed like you, you can't really stop us all or yeah. <laughs> like, outnumbering the people that are like if you statistically look at it like people that are straight and people that are even like bi-curious mm. or you know to whatever extreme you're at like we're starting to outnumber them so mm. there's not really much they can do yeah so back in the day it used to be don't ask don't tell mm. you know nobody would ask you kind of don't make it obvious but at the same time that's almost like still being like in the closet i guess about yeah it. and once they got rid of that and it wasn't a big deal, like everybody kind of just hello, hi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Okay. Yeah. So was that was that rule in place while you worked there? Uh, no, that, that was before. Okay, fine. Definitely. So you've come into this kind of more open. Yeah, a little bit more open, but you know you're still gonna have the like the older generations that are just like they'll, they'll give you the looks, but I mean at that point, what are they gonna do? They're yeah. Out the door. Right. Okay. Thing. Yeah. So. I mean, that kind of feels like society as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. the older generations out the door with their old traditional yeah. ways and taking over. That's the point. Yeah, 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 definitely. 
Okay. But yeah, that's, that sounds really like promising. Yeah. Maybe it made me quite happy to hear that. Um, when you yeah you mentioned it before, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, the the only real thing that um, I think is still an issue is uh, transgender people mm. that are going through transition. Mm-hmm. And I can see both sides to it. Some people are like, as long as they can do their job, let them do their job. Yeah. And other people are like, oh, hey, well, why should we pay them to transition? Because a lot of people do do that mm-hmm. because it's it's easier and, you know. But it, Pay them to transition, what do you mean? So, like, you can basically go to a doctor and say, I am a male yeah. or, you know, whatever, and I feel like a female or mm. I am a female. Yeah. I, I want to transition. But it's not as easy as just telling them, hey, you know, I want surgery or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Like, it's it's a pretty extensive process. Yeah. And... So is this, are you talking about in the States doing this? Or? Uh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure you can do it anywhere. You can do it anywhere, but like, you, you, you mentioned paying for it. Yeah. I well, assumed you meant So like, the military pays for it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. you get healthcare on the military? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I didn't know that. Yeah. Right, fine. So oh, I see. Well, we I don't see. get free healthcare, but you know, right. they take care of us because obviously they didn't miss the word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay. All oh, right. I can see why there's a debate there then. Yeah. So it's basically people are like, why is taxpayer money going to... Mm these people mm. or and usually the ones that are against it are the older generation oh yeah I'm again sorry. so but it's it's not like it's, it's such an easy process and like it's extensive so it's not like people are just using it to just use it yeah like they're they need it yeah, yeah they need it they want it I fancy changing gender yeah like, yeah it's, it's not like <laughs> they're changing it every other week yeah like, yeah okay I don't feel like a woman anymore I don't feel like a man yeah like it's it's an extensive process but mm. I also see it as in um cause obviously there's hormone treatments and stuff like that and if it does impede your ability to do your mission do mm. your job mm. then yeah you know I don't think it should be something that automatically disqualifies you but at the same time like it's it's the same thing with anything else ptsd like yeah. any sort of mental illness okay. like if it impedes the mission like yeah that comes first that yeah. always comes first yeah 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 so, i guess yeah that makes sense yeah um so i can see both sides mm, but yeah. at the same time there are the people who are just flat out like no we don't want them and actually actually it was with one of the uh transgender women that actually have met here okay she's been in longer than i have right and like she's badass at her job yeah but you know nobody has an issue with it yeah it is what it is okay but at the same time it's uh it's not impeding her work it's not yeah. doing anything so yeah so did she did she transition on the job uh, i believe so yeah yeah which would have been paid for by the military then yeah. Okay. But it, it's more of like a slow, and there hasn't been any like surgeries or anything okay. like that. So it's more just like the hormones. Mm-hmm. And I mean, as long as you keep them in check, mm. it's, it's the same thing as being an alcoholic. Like, yeah. Like if if you can function as an alcoholic and still do your job, they're probably gonna leave you alone. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're, they're too busy. Yeah. So, like too busy to go around checking people's genitals. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so do your job, get it done. Mm. That's really all they care about, and then obviously like your well-being mm. so, yeah so it's not it's yeah. not too bad yeah it's quite promising to hear i guess yeah, yeah. definitely it's it's changing mm. and it, for the better but it seems like 
the world's going for the worst. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a lot of give and take. Well, yeah, I guess at least, you know, for once, military people are sort of, you know, at the, at the forefront of this kind of thinking, which is, which again is why I thought was so interesting because you don't think that, stereotypically, you don't think that, you know, yeah. these old kind of old man generals are going to be thinking about, you know, yeah, supporting transitions. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, okay. I feel better now. Slightly better. The world feels slightly better. better. <laughs> that's, that's promising. There's a little hope. All right, that's all we have time for today. Thank you so much for listening. It really, really means a lot to me that you have gone out your way to come and listen to me talk to people about their weird sex stories. <laughs> um, if you like what we're doing, go check us a follow on Let's Talk About Sex Jamie on Instagram. Uh, tell your friends about us, leave a review on iTunes, all that stuff that people with podcasts say at the end, basically. Um, yeah, really means a lot that you listen and hope to see you next week. Love you, bye. Bye.